0: Hello and welcome to Martial Matters with me at the Spectator offices in Westminster, London. Today I'm joined by star of the stage, the television and the silver screen, James Dreyfus. James, thank you so much joining me. What a lovely intro. <laughs> well I, I, I was a little bit starstruck actually as you, you came in, into the building because not only were you on the television growing up with Gimme 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 was uh, and The Thin Blue Line were two shows I, I watched yeah, avidly good. Yeah, yeah. and um, and then I saw you on the on the in the West End doing The Producers uh, ah, right, uh, right, right yeah. Again. My God. Yeah. So you thought, who's this walloping great fatty coming down the <laughs> stairs now? Oh, I recognize him. <laughs> well, no, it's, uh, it's really a, a great pleasure. And uh, one of the things we've been exploring on this show is freedom of expression in the arts. But for context, I, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but I think in those shows, particularly Gimme, 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 you were or became the face of, I guess, gay people in the living rooms of the UK or, that's probably not well articulated, but you normalized it, I think, or homosexuality for a lot of people. Mm. And I don't think it's a coincidence, similarly to in America, how Will and Grace, mm. by the end of that series, or, or near, after 10 years of that show thereabouts, gay marriage was legal across 50 states. And in this country, something similar happened uh, only a couple of years after Gimme, Gimme, Gimme finished were, was gay marriage legalized in, in 2015. Do, do you think, That that's a fair fair assessment. Do you think you had that sort of impact on the culture? I think we did.
1: I think we did in some ways. What was what was very curious about uh, "Gimme Gimme Gimme" was the fact that it got a real kicking from the gay press, Hmm. which I always found very very odd because it was okay. It was a silly Scooby-Doo cartoon type comedy, and uh, and they were both vile people, but the one thing that he was absolutely fine about and didn't you know was was very happy about himself was the fact that he was gay that was incidental to him being this character and I think possibly that was the first time that was seen but that's down to Jonathan Harvey's writing so uh, initially I, I think you know a lot of the gay press were well, who's this sort of skinny very odd looking guy you know I think they would have much preferred a straight good looking guy to play it because that's what they used to put on um, all their magazines you know They'd put on straight, young, fit boys and say how brave they were to be on the front of a gay publication. (laughs) So it's sort of quite strange. But I I agree with you, I think, but certainly older people and certainly young people, it it sort of made, I I always found that these people used to come up to me and go, you know, I don't really care. Yeah. You know, I I think the media has put a lot of pressure on people and say, you know, it's these dark days we were coming out of those dark days the dark days of the 80s and you know associated with being paedophiles and 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 aids and you know they were all linked together so I think it was the final sort of bursting thing although queer as folk did also do uh, some brilliant work as well so it's sort of retrospectively looking back on it now I I can see what you're saying right
0: okay didn't feel like it at the time it didn't feel do do you feel like I know that you were doing an array of stuff and, and it's certainly unfair to portray you as a gay actor considering the scope of, of your work, but do, did you feel at the time that you represented, obviously not to the gay press, but to, to others, that you represented a, a, a gay person on the television? No,
1: I didn't, and I, and I really didn't because I never wanted to be responsible for any, anybody else's. I was involved in these over-the-top silly comedies, but I was doing them because I was working with my comedy heroes. So, I was working with Alexis Sale, I was working with Jennifer Saunders, I was mm. working with uh, Rowan Atkinson and Ben Elton. And, you know, these were all my heroes. Mm. So, it just so happened I went from silly comedy to, to OTT comedy to OTT comedy. And they all happened to. And if you're in an OTT comedy, you move about a lot right. and your arms about a lot. And, and, I mean, the character in Thin Blue Line wasn't gay. Right. I, I always, um, in my head, had yeah. a gay. Constable Goody. Yeah, he was in love with Habib, but I always used to think of Frank Spencer, who was, you know, you couldn't get camper than Frank Spencer, but then he was married to Betty. Uh, but obviously I got that wrong because everyone
0: said, oh, you're that gay policeman. <laughs> I remember that, but even though that you, you sort of, you were straight, I think it did normalize campness even. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess in some ways it, it did. But again, again,
1: you know, at this stage, the, uh, the gay press was certainly, we don't want, to, I think they were, we were also coming out of, you know, uh, the John Inman thing of back in the 70s and, and the 80s. Gay characters were, mm. you know, very, very obvious and very, you know, and they were sort of saying, well, we don't want this type of comedy before. And had Jonathan Harvey written a comedy which was sort of naturalistic, we wouldn't have done it like that. Uh-huh. We only did it like that because it was a big cartoon and it had to be big and it had
0: to be over the top. Yeah. Well, now the the gay press are on your back again. <laughs> so there's, there's a few things happen here. So on the one hand, you've taken the support of people like J.K. Rowling and, and you signed a letter mm-hmm. supporting her and her, her movement for women's rights. Yep. And there's a superb article you wrote for Lesbian and Gay News. I suppose that's one gay publication that isn't against you. Yes, but it's uh, gone. So. Oh, really? Yes. When did
1: that happen? That... Uh, several months ago. They couldn't oh survive. There was too much uh, nefarious activities going on behind the scenes, so unfortunately they folded. But you haven't heard the last of David Bridal, who was the editor. Huh. He'll come back with something else.
0: Well, let's hope so. So what's the story with... Doctor Who, and there was an audio book where you were to, you, know, you had even recorded, I believe. The... Well, I'd recorded
1: Sorry. quite a number mm-hmm. of them, and what happened, and I was playing the master, and what happened was I, I got a phone call from Graham Linehan, who I've known for 30 years. I, I, I did my first job with him. He, he was a writer before he wrote Father Ted, and he said, look, I just want to bring this to your attention. Would you sign a letter, a public letter to Stonewall asking for a respectful debate because Stonewall had said no debate.
0: A debate between Linehan and Stonewall.
1: Uh, no, between between uh, women and and this the trans rights movement mm-hmm. because there was a conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. There was it was you know a lot of what they were asking was impinging upon hard-won rights mm-hmm. that women had fought for years and years and years mm-hmm. to achieve, and I thought that was perfectly reasonable to ask for a respectful debate, and not just come back with no debate. That's it. Mm-hmm. So I signed that, and then of course he sent me a letter saying, "Look, have you seen what's happening with J.K. Rowling?" and, and I and I hadn't. So it was Graham that woke me up to this. So of course I read, I, I read first off what she'd written. Mm-hmm. I read it a couple of times, mm-hmm. and I thought this is, this is unbelievable. If people are calling her transphobic because of this. Yeah, uh, There is nothing mm-hmm. transphobic there, nothing. And I've also met her before, and I know her, and I know what she's done for the gay community in terms of how much she supported them and how really? much she's given financially. I was oh, at I the table with her in 2004 when she helped the Terence Higgins Trust survive for a good number of years, let's put it like that. So of course I said, and I read the threats written to her, which were just disgusting in every from every possible angle it was revolting so of course I thought any decent person would do the same Mm -hmm. little did I know I signed this letter and the next day I woke up and my mentions were full of attacks from a lot not all but a lot of Doctor Who fans a lot of television people just sort of saying I was I was a trans transphobe no debate I said actually (laughs) I was out dancing with trans, with transsexuals before you were even born. So don't tell, tell me. I grew up with them. I have, I have trans friends. I know I'm not. My friends know I'm not. But back then, it was a real shock. And I was mm. like, when did this come about? And they said, this company that I was working for, Big Finish, had released a statement saying, we do not support transphobia in any shape or form. And they didn't mention my name, but they said, you know, we strive to be inclusive. But And then I started noticing that my name... And my photograph was disappearing off these audio CDs that were coming through. And I called my agent and I said, "It's funny. It looks like I'm sort of being rubbed out. Stalinistic. Yes. I mean, uh, but I was puzzled. Anyway, they came back and said, no, no, it's nothing. And I called again about a month later when the new one came out. And my name had been removed. (laughs) And I said, look, something's going on. Can you find out? Eventually, I get a call saying, ah, yeah, there is a problem. It's to do with your signing the letter from for Rowling and for Stonewall. Mm. And I said, you know, I haven't heard one thing from them. Hadn't got an email, hadn't got a, They hadn't noticed, they hadn't said anything to me. Mm. They then brought out a collection of all the people that had played the master, and it was called Masterful. And they informed my agent they would not be including me. So what it did was compound publicly the fact that I was transphobic and that was the reason I was dropped so it did enormous damage to me and completely unfounded and I I I was just astonished they released it they've never said anything about it they've never apologized they they literally did it sneakily behind my back and I thought this is just outrageous I mean just outrageous show me some evidence show me proof but of course they never can because there isn't any yeah. The accusation and the process is the punishment. Huh. That's the punishment.
0: Where do you think that energy comes... Where does your interest come in, on that? So the, the, with J.K. Rowling, what about it so so b- uh, boiled your, your blood? I tell you, because,
1: uh, number one, I do know... Uh, you know, I sat next to her at a... It was a personal thing. It was a, a personal say. thing But to the start issue with. itself... Like but the, the issue itself is is... is here was a woman who wrote a deeply compassionate essay... Which you have to read a couple of times. Mm-hmm. A, and talked about her own experiences of sexual mm-hmm. abuse. This is a a woman who wrote the most successful books in the world, Penniless, with her kids in a cafe. And I think that a strong, independent woman who has her own mind and speaks out on an issue that's very close to her is being used as a sort of misogynist's football. Mm-hmm. The number of times I, I, I hear, I say to people, well, have you, have you read what she wrote? Mm. No, I, I don't need to because, you know, I was told she was a transfer. Uh, you know, very few people have read what she's actually written. Yeah, yeah.
0: I know you're, you, get, you described getting a lot of online abuse and then you're also the quiet kind of eradication of your work, but are you actually meeting people in the industry who are challenging you on these things? Are you actually, is there a face-to-face aspect? Not at once. Huh.
1: Not until I did a Job recently with this highly intelligent, very young actor in his 20s. We had a discussion about he used certain pronouns and I said, oh, well, I have no problem with that. I mean, you're my friend. If, you know, you asked me in all sincerity to use them, I'd make an effort. I'd, I'd, I'd screw it up because grammatically it's difficult for my 54-year-old brain to deal with. <laughs> But, of course, I would if you wanted me to mm-hmm. but but the point is is that no one has ever challenged me. What I have felt, and Andrew Doyle has said the same thing is you know if i go i don 't go to any acting functions or anything I haven't done for fifteen years, but when you walk in, you go to see a show or something, you'll see people sort of like a, a parting of the Red Sea. Hmm. Some people will go out of their way to avoid you, and on twitter i'm very careful about publicly. Messaging my friends
0: because I don't want them to get mm-hmm. embroiled in what I'm embroiled. Yeah. in. Do you get a sense that you're there are people who are thanking you as well? Maybe for, for the line your, Oh, your take I get a, of... I
1: get a ton of private messages a day hmm. from people in the industry in, from lots of different artistic mm-hmm. points lots privately saying if I speak up now I will lose my job, my income. And I say, listen, if you're not ready to speak out, I totally get it. Because Mm -hmm. these people are out to destroy you Mm -hmm. if you bump the narrative. And it doesn't matter what your beliefs are. You can say the mildest thing if you step out of line. I mean, the the other day, a a major trans supporter made a mistake with pronouns. And the TRAs jumped on her. I mean, absolutely tore her to pieces. So there's no middle ground. T-R-A is trans... trans... radical activist. And that's not saying transsexual radical activist, because I don't believe this is about transsexuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, feel sorry for these transsexuals who are stuck in the middle of this, yeah. who are saying, look, I know I'm not a real woman, a mm-hmm. stroke man, and they're, they're the middle ground. And that's how they used to be, or proud of being trans. Because believe it or not, yeah. a while back people would say, I, I'm a trans, I'm, I'm, I'm a perfectly proud transsexual, I knew many of them. Mm-hmm. And suddenly they have been forced to go underground again, and they're caught in the middle of this ghastly era. I'm talking about these young people who know, not only young, but also Stonewall, who've made some terrible decisions, egging these young people on, that they're so confused, they're so aggressive, mm-hmm. they're so angry, they're so confused... I wouldn't be a kid now for all the tea in the world because I don't think they've been helped. No. And I don't think it's all their fault. I think, it's, I, I think they've been led a merry dance.
0: Absolutely. Where do, you, where do you think Stonewall have gone wrong? Was there a time when you, you, you supported Stonewall? Oh, yeah. I supported Stonewall and I, right up to 2050.
1: I supported that we used to do, go, do these things at the Albert Hall and in things once a year called the Equality Show uh-huh. where we were promised equality that's what we wanted we wanted equal rights so that you What could was get... equality then? Equality was well you know that you could get married legally so that you could have the same legal in in the law you could have the same rights so if you if you separated you had thing that you could bury your partner and you could and the other partner's parents couldn't stop you from going to the funeral which used to happen mm. you know it was a very, very sort of underground and sort of murky business back then. And we just wanted, I thought we were working towards where I would no longer be called an openly gay actor, which came after every bloody time my name was mentioned. I've done it a little bit an in actor. this interview. I'm no, no, you haven't. No, you haven't, I mean, because that's what we're it's talking relevant. about. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, and, and that was what I was promised. 2015, that instead of going, we are a gay, lesbian, a bisexual organisation, we've got equality now. Let's focus on countries where they throw homosexuals off roofs and kill them and stone right. them. Let's let's focus on that and help them. Mm-hmm. No, they decided to add the T, which it, which is fine, except it's th- it's thrown everything off now. And Stonewall are actively hostile towards homosexuals and lesbians and bisexuals now, mm-hmm. because if you don't tow that line. You're known as gender critical. Mm-hmm. And you are, I mean, Owen Jones put out a tweet the other day saying you are hated. You are reviled by most of the community. My to spirit, you? This is speaking only, no, 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 just generally.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And uh, I just thought, I think this is him beginning to panic a little bit and realise that people are waking up. And then uh, the, the, the head of Stonewall, Ruth Hunt, said, this is not quote, but this is the gist. We know we are taking a risk by doing this. And we know that some people won't like it and won't appreciate it. But we have decided that is a risk worth taking. So they knew the boat was about to be rocked. Uh-huh. And ever since 2015, that boat has been rocking and rocking and rocking, so much so that when you only have to ask Stonewall a question, you only have to ask, why is this image allowed? Why, what, why is an image of a man in a trans flag with his boot on the face of a gay man in a gay thing crunching into the ground? And I sent this copy to one of the directors of Stonewall and said, why, why are you allowing this? Why aren't you speaking up? Nothing, nothing, nothing.
0: It seems very bizarre to pair LGB with T, because LGB is a sexual preference thing and trans is, is a sense of your feeling, your, your, your gender. So it's, it's, what happened in 2015? I know that that's when gay marriage was legalized, but what, well, why did, what happened within Stonewall?
1: The Stonewall introduced the umbrella. And that, I think, was the basis of all the problems, because the moment you you say, look, we put trans lesbians, we put trans gay men, we put transsexuals, we put transvestites, we put drag queens, we put if you're feeling non-binary, if you're feeling too spirit or anything, you put them all under one umbrella. Because, if, because then if there's a particular group, TRAs, who are causing trouble and everything, it's very easy then to say you're anti-trans because it's all under one umbrella. Mm-hmm. So it's actually a sort of catch-all thing. And a lot of people are saying, excuse me, you've gone from being an organisation that supports homosexuals, lesbians, and bisexuals, Mm -hmm. to now bringing in a whole lot of people. I mean, don't tell me coming out as non-binary is the same as coming out as gay. It's not. People get kicked out of houses and uh, are abandoned by their families. Mm -hmm. You say you're
0: non-binary. I mean, the most you get is a, well, okay, good for you. Yeah. that's fine. Well, I think this is linked to one thing from your lesbian and gay news article, which I, I'd like to read. If, if, if that's okay, that I found interesting. I just wanted to understand it better. Is mm. now we are witnessing an unprecedented resurgence of unbelievable homophobia aimed at young gay guys who dare to critique the new Q ideology. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd like to understand that better. Well, uh, for, on point one, this is a personal preference
1: for people of my generation. Don't you? Mu- you must remember that queer was the word that we heard when getting you know your head kicked in and it was used as an extremely derogatory term now i understand that you know people say use it now and they say we've reclaimed it it's well it's fine if you want to call yourself queer that's absolutely fine Mm -hmm. it's no business of mine at all but please don't say to me that's what i am Mm -hmm. please don't refer to me as being cis no i'm a guy a lot of things are being imposed. This is not a fair exchange. This is you will call me this, you will do this, you will behave in this way, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are compare it to the gay rights struggle of the eighties and the seventies. But this is nonsense. The gay rights struggle did not impinge or try and move in on anyone else's set of rights. This is happening now in sports in changing areas, in mm-hmm. communal areas. In every aspect of a woman's life, you only have to go online and, and see what people are saying. Mm-hmm. It's actually nothing to do with the transportation. What they're saying is safeguarding, which is why we had separation of men and women in the first place, safeguarding for children, for that, and that's not to say you know, that people are saying transsexuals are a danger, they're a predator. No one is saying that. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're saying we're saying it, we're not. We're saying there has to be safeguarding. There are women who have been raped out there, mm-hmm. have been domestically abused. And the sight or sound of a male thing, they you know, they do not need. Culturally speaking, Jewish and Muslim women need separate spaces. Mm-hmm. Sort of thing. This is impinging in a lot of ways on a lot of people. And I think there's a sharp divide, mm-hmm. and, and, and this is what women, Maya Forstetter, Julie Bindel, Alison Bailey, Kathleen Stock, all these people are saying, look, we spent years mm-hmm. getting here, mm-hmm. years, yeah. with a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, and you're now coming in, not even asking, not even having, in a decent way, saying, let's have a conversation about yeah. this, but this onslaught of hate and thing. No wonder women are turning around and saying, do you, do you want to know something? I don't want to share my changing room with you. If you're going to stand there and take a picture of your erection in a woman's bathroom and then send it to me, mm-hmm. you know, why would I want to do mm-hmm. this? Safeguarding is now less important, and that's the point I'm trying to make. Uh, and the homophobia is off the scale now. It's I, I get more homophobic abuse by default. I am uh, if you're same sex attracted, because you're genitally obsessed. Mm-hmm. My point is no. It's the whole. Man, it's the smell, mm. or the, the way he looks, or the, the way he tilts his head. That's what it is. Nothing to do with the genitals. But it's what makes a man a man. Mm. If you are that way, then you are inherently transphobic. Well, you can't win, can you? you just can't it's a win. word game. That it's a word game. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Once you control the language, you control everything else that follows.
0: So they're controlling the language, but are you encouraged by the legal developments that are happening? You mentioned Maya Forstater, who last year won her case that her gender critical opinions are a protected belief under the Equality Act, and then this year, this summer, Alison Bailey, as you mentioned, won her case against the Gardens Court Chambers because they were investigating her for her gender critical associations and social media. And she was one of the co-founders of LGB Alliance as well as being a barrister. And Tavistock now being, and and this is what really got me into this whole issue is the way children are being mutilated. But Tavistock has been told to close by spring next year does that give you encouragement? Does that make you feel like I, I, I that think, things are going in the right direction? Yes, in two ways, really. Number one, I always
1: think sunlight is the best way of dealing with these things. I mean, you, one can bitch and moan and fight on Twitter as much as you like. You're not going to win any arguments that way. You're just not. The the way this is going to be solved and detransitioners are a very, very important voice to listen to. Mm-hmm. The kids you know, who are now growing up who say listen you know i was a kid when this happened and 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 this has ruined my life this has done irreversible damage people should really start paying attention to what detransitioners have to say and there are plenty of them online that tell their stories yeah and 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 i I, i'm hoping that the, the the mainstream media pulls their finger out and starts addressing this so in one way sunlight through these court cases is happening also in another way i think that once it gets into court it's almost like you know unless you've got an extremely woke judge sitting there the judge sort of looks and goes really this mm-hmm. came to
0: this came to court I, I this is this is just extraordinary well we're seeing that i think with the, the court case that's going on at the moment between lgb alliance and mermaids we are.
1: we we've we've got there we've got there i mean i know the all the founders of the lgb alliance i mean if, if, I think they're just a gog at this. It is the only charity, the only one for gay lesbians and bisexuals. There are plenty for trans people and also trans people are welcome to come. Mm-hmm. They're not. Nobody wants to see them not exist. Nobody wants them erased. Mm-hmm. This is hyperbole to get to whip up feeling against the Alliance. The Alliance is far from a hate group. It is a charity. To help, and actually, what they've got a very small staff. And they were asked the other day, "Well, why aren't you doing more?" And he says, "Because we're sitting here having to defend ourselves in this ridiculous court case." Yeah, yeah. But in another way, more sunlight, more people listening, more decisions will be made. And I think once the court cases start coming in from detransitioners, which is certainly going to happen in the future, mm. we're going to see a bloodbath. I mean, we're going to see a bloodbath. Yeah. And if it is reported correctly, people will be alarmed at the lack of, again, safeguarding. And yeah. we're talking about kids.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I've got, I've got two friends I know who were gender dysphoric as children yeah. and didn't transition, although were encouraged to. Yeah. And they both said that had they gone through of it they would almost certainly have committed suicide, which which is, again, which is the argument we're told is if they don't do the surgery, they'll commit suicide.
1: Exactly, exactly. And uh, there's, uh, there's also this uh, thing about conversion therapy. You know, obviously, we're all against conversion therapy mm-hmm. of trying to convert someone from being gay to being straight. I mean, uh, that's horrendous. But there's also something which they say doesn't exist, but... We have reams of evidence yeah. for it of transing the gay away. There's a lot of people. What does that mean, transing? The gay? Well, uh, let's say in America, which has a quite a religious right, which they say that they funds the LGB alliance, which is of course just a load of poppycock, provable poppycock. But of course, there is a particular woman who works at uh, Mermaids who was caught on camera saying she transed her son because son's father did not want a gay son. Iran has the, I think it's the second highest population of trans people because that is less embarrassing or less unacceptable than having a gay son. So homosexuality there is still the lowest on the list. Now what is that if that's not conversion therapy? What would you call it? Yeah, I'd call it another form of conversion therapy. Mm-hmm and horrendous homophobia but now it's sort of allowable homophobia it's sort of if you say hang on a second something's not right here every word under the sun is thrown
0: you. well you 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 talked about all those those words in the abuse in that article which uh, there's another point in the article i'd like to bring up uh, because i thought it was interesting and it's back to the creative industries is we uh, actresses playwrights composers agents even calling for boycotts of others works based on hysteria and falsehoods yeah so what it, You've already described what's happened with Doctor Who, yeah. um, but what, what's the atmosphere? You're, you're still working. You haven't been completely ostracised from, from the business. What's the atmosphere? What, what's, what's going on behind closed doors? Well, let's take an example. Yeah. Let's start with
1: an example. Terry Gilliam, member of the original founding members of Monty Python, was going to bring Stephen Sondheims into the woods to the Old Vic. And suddenly the... The people who worked at the Old Vic, some of the young people, said they weren't happy having Terry Gilliam bring his work to the Old Vic because in the past, Terry Gilliam had said, oh, well, if we're going to talk about identifying, I identify as a one-legged black lesbian, which is the type of thing that someone from Monty Python would say, right? As a sort of joke. No. So the kid said, we are not having this. And actually influenced policy at the Old Vic, so that the Old Vic had said, "We are we, unfortunately, due to Terry Gilliam's remarks, we shall not be taking it here." Hallelujah! The Theatre Royal Bath t- took it on, so it is happening. Mm. But uh, we're talking about now the the, the the tail wagging the dog. We've got this is happening in universities. It's happening everywhere everywhere at the moment that some young people say i'm offended and people are capitulating immediately mm-hmm. instead what they should be doing is being the adults in the room and say if you don't like it mm-hmm. then leave be quiet you're paid to do that particular job just sit down and do it because there are plenty of other people who will come and do it for you. Yeah. This is, and this is happening in students. I, you know, cancelling uh, this whole cancel culture does exist, I hate to break into yeah, you, yeah. but throwing professors out and intimidating women yeah. and, and masking up and standing there, calling themselves anti-fascists. I've never seen a bigger bunch of fascists in my life.
0: Anti-fascists don't behave like that. No. And they're cowardly, they cover themselves. It's, if you really believe in yourself, show, show yourselves. Yeah, I agree. There's a surprising lack of adults in the room, and, and I've seen this in the music industry. It was last week from this conversation that uh, Spitfire Audio, the co-founder of Spitfire Audio, Christian Henson, was made to take a break from his job because he's declared his support for Graham Linehan and J.K. Rowling, and a concern for autistic children yep. specifically and, and about, about the trans stuff. And his, from his own company, yep. the CEO has made him take, take a break. Yep. And it, You think, what on, what on earth are they doing? And now it's likely, I, I, I think, that there will be a bigger pushback against that company yep. because people are fed up with yep. the cancelling stuff. And so at a certain point, and maybe that's what's going to take it, because for a while I thought it might take a critical mass, like we might need a critical mass of people brave enough, like yourself, to stand up to the lunacy, and then slowly happening more and more. But actually it's, it's the people going, you know what, if you're, going to, if you're going to treat people like that, for having a different opinion mm. from you, frankly an opinion based in empathy and love, yep. and serious concern for children, yep. then maybe we're not going to work for you. So it's canceling the cancel culture, which I do think it exists, and you've experienced it, but there's a cancel culture now of people who are doing the canceling.
1: Absolutely, well, it's interesting you say that because I saw on the day that, again, they acted in the most cowardly, mm. awful way by knifing him in the back publicly and saying Christian needs to go and sort himself out. There was enormous support for Christian Henson. Mm-hmm. We actually got, I stand with Christian Henson trending. Mm. I think more and more people are saying, Well, what did he say? What did he say? And, of course, people have receipts, and they say, this is what he said. Mm -hmm. And people go, you're telling me that's that's the reason why? Mm -hmm. You only have to, I mean, as you explained to me yourself, you did one tweet, and and, and look what happened. But more and more and more, I mean, when when we were talking about uh, sports, you know, you had Martina saying very loudly and very proudly, no, and then you have Sharon Davis saying no. And then suddenly on one day, all these Olympians came out Mm -hmm. together and said no. So they're there, they're waiting for Mm -hmm. this thing to happen. And I think the more of this cancelling for just, it's almost like you have to walk a straight line. And even if you wobble off that line, even slightly, that's enough, that is enough. And I think people will slowly begin to go, this is just ridiculous. You, what you are doing are ruining people's lives. Yeah. You are ruining their ability to make a living. And the worst thing to do and I know you were advised to do this but the worst thing you can do is apologize, mm-hmm. I explain. The worst thing, because an apology is, well, is never enough. They will drag you through the mud, as I think I've said uh, uh, in, uh, on other occasions I mean, you have to self-flagellate for weeks and weeks mm-hmm. and weeks, and even then you're never forgiven. Yeah. so uh, I think of course normal decent people are going to be looking at this and going there's something not right here it's, but this is still early days, I mean even five years is not long, it's, it's, it's a, still a grassroots sort of thing but uh, I, I hope people are waking up, I, you can see evidence every day of people waking up.
0: Yeah and, and you mentioned Owen Jones earlier and it seems that there are some people, the, the activists on, on, on the other side who are really digging in their heels on the issue and perhaps that's because they've put themselves in a position that they can't be wrong. Yeah. And, and, and so it's... it's there's, there's, there's no getting
1: out of it. it. I mean, there's no. Way, I mean, in this on this particular issue, you, you, you have to choose which hill you're going to die on. There's no pussyfooting around on this. You cannot be in the middle because the middle ground doesn't exist anymore. They won't allow the middle yeah, ground. Yeah. We tried to have the middle ground five years ago when we said, look, can we debate this? Yeah. Can we at least sit around a table mm-hmm. and say, look, these are the areas of conflict let's try and sort out what's going on but trouble is there's this there is this thing still which is you know when a woman talks they're called shrill Mm. you know when a man talks he's he's being firm when a woman talks shrill and i still believe this is sort of deep rooted misogyny in the fact that they thought no why should we listen to a bunch of screaming women Mm -hmm. why should we why should we do that we are the charity that makes decisions about this shut up and put up you old dinosaurs you know that's basically what was done now i'm sorry but that is rather like hurling a rock into a hornet's nest laughing and running away what do you think they're gonna do? They're gonna come out and say, we're not
0: having that. Mm-hmm. And this is where we are now. Yeah. And are, is it something you're gonna continue fighting? Is, are, you, are you glad th- to be in this argument? Do, do you have any regrets by putting your name on, and your neck on the line? I have
1: no regrets at all. I, that I, I mean, if I was not on social media and not aware of this, I would have spoken up and said something, you know, being canceled or whatever is just part and parcel of it. Other people have had much worse than me. Mm. It's part and parcel of it. You can't dip your toe into this. It's like having a bath. You either get in the bath and mm. fight it, mm-hmm. or don't bother putting your toe in, because once you even say the word, you're in it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But this is the fight. It's a bigger fight than just this. It's 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 sort of now, it's not right versus left. It's it's the woke versus the non-woke, to use those words. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, that's where we are. Yeah.
0: But despite the what you've gone through, you are filming again. Oh, I was, um, yes. <laughs>
1: And how was that? It was actually a lot of fun. It was, it was, it was amazing. I sort of forgotten what I had to ask on the first day. So would my character do that? You know, and, and she's like, just make it up. So I, so I did. So it was a lot of fun. But you know, that doesn't mean I'm suddenly uncancelled. It just means that there was uh, someone sensible enough to go, you know, well, I, I've read what he's written. I don't delete Well, that's himself, very encouraging but...
0: then. So there are, there are aspects of the film industry that aren't, there are adults still, in the room. They, there are people in there say, you
1: know what? There definitely are. There definitely are. Mm-hmm. And also it's it's a it's a it's a good thing that it's it was filmed because you don't have to announce you're doing it. If I suddenly did a play, I'm wondering whether things might be slightly different. Because, yeah. you know, your are publicity wise, you they say, well he's going to be in this in four weeks. Yeah. That gives a lot of them time to say, let's go and stand there with whistles and, you yeah. know, and make our disapproval known. So I don't know. So
0: actually, it's people are, it's the, it's the attention they don't like. It's the negative press. That, that, that it's not ne- really about your beliefs. It's more about them not wanting the, that sort of publicity.
1: It's a rather like Gremlin and, uh, you know, having the Father Ted musical ready to go and not being supported in it. So, you know, they say, well, basically, you, you, you take your name off, we'll do it. It's outrageous. And it is outrageous. And this is other artists. Oh, it's the same as JK Rowling. Mean, it's a yep.
0: bloody creative thing. Yeah,
1: it's, 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 it's extraordinary. So where it used to
0: be all, all publicity is good publicity. Now it's no news is good news. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, what can, How can we watch this film? You, you, you've met, you've, is it a film? Oh, we don't know what the title is yet. they still to be discussed, so
1: I don't know. <laughs> um, I will let you know behind the scenes and then you can mention it on, on your website. By the way, Wonderful. watch this.
0: Well, James, thank you so much for your time and for sharing. It's been very enlightening, and I'm sure viewers and listeners will will have found it fascinating.
1: Thank you. I've had a wonderful chat with you, so thanks very much. I appreciate it.